Foot Soccer Show, John Hayes, Danny Brams. We're at Legion Brewing in South Park. It's a first for the show. Always celebrating here. Uh, it's lunchtime on Thursday. Follow the show on Twitter. Make sure you do that because things are heating up at For the Crown, baby. Uh, what are you drinking today for lunch, Danny Brands? I, I took a page out of your book, Mr. Hayes. I, I, I went with the Pilsner on, a, on an earlier part of the day. You know, I like to uh, get my high ABV up there, but today the occasion called for a Pilsner, and I'm drinking the Keller Pils here at Legion, and it's, it's good. It's tasty. It's got some flavor, and we're loving what we're seeing. Me too. And this is a, a sneaky hidden gem. I, maybe it's not hidden here in Charlotte, but it is tucked back away into South Park, away from the craziness of, of South End and Uptown. There's a great food menu here at Legion as well, and I agree that the Pilsner has some really great taste. I'm, I'm drinking it too. It's a nice lunch beer. I'm thinking about maybe still getting on the Peloton this afternoon. You know, maybe go oh, hit some golf balls as well, but uh, a Pilsner keeps me... Uh, Keeps me going. It's not gives, an, you have options. Still. Exactly. Yeah, you're not, a, a you're not going down a path <laughs> from which you will not stray. Yeah, necessarily. exactly yeah. right. A heavy IPA. I don't know if I'd be interested in any of that. And you know, it's hot as hell again in Charlotte mm-hmm. today. Um, yeah, we had to be inside. Couldn't do it on the patio as we would have wanted. And shout out to the peeps here at Legion, letting us up into the tower room. Sort of a sort of feel like VIPs up here in the yeah, upper room uh, with a, some nice access to some quiet, but we can still get the vibe. Life is good. And we got a match. It's it's we're hours away from match day. Let's go. So I'm I'm gonna start with the the nervy part of this match for me. And that is thunderstorms are predicted Saturday night at the key. <laughs> I mean it's rained like fifteen out of the last twenty days in Charlotte, so I'm I'm gonna anticipate rain until they give me reason not uh, to. Things happen in threes, I believe it. We we've had issues uh, two times so far at the keep uh, as far as thunderstorm policy i don't know exactly you called it something else uh as far as just like stadium policy yeah when, it, when a storm happens I, here's what this is going to happen if it does storm i'm going to learn my lesson because i don't think that the club or the stadium have learned theirs <laughs> so i'm going to learn my lesson i'm going to take it in my own hands and i'm not going to get caught up in that crowd that's out there screaming in the rain uh pressing up against the gates you know 30 minutes to kick off if there's any kind of delay i, I may i would i will err on the side of caution this time and even risk being late to the match unfortunately because of the asinine policies that are going on there we'll see what happens uh, but the plan is as of now for danny brams and i to be at the supporters section bar in the Mint street end Ooh. pre-game uh, so we're looking forward to that any tifos we got we got a ton of great response to our episode earlier in the week at heist brewery and barrel arts uh, a, a lot of great questions we'll do a show again like that for sure maybe after this columbus match on saturday night so let's just set the stage this show is specifically being recorded and published for one reason Uh, we want to preview the action we want to talk about who's available we want to talk about columbus crew if you remember about a month ago charlotte on the road at columbus it's a 1-1 draw one of charlotte's only two draws i believe on the season, we don't draw. We need to. We need. We could. We could be drawing our way up the table, but instead we are losing our way down it. But so, what do we know? Need to sorry know about, to be negative. What do we need to know about Columbus? Because they've been active in the transfer window since. Right, Columbus. Uh, this transfer window went ahead and made their most expensive signing in club history. Brought in a guy Cucho Hernandez uh, from Watford in the English Premier League, a Colombian player who has uh, proven himself in Europe, but was looking for something a little different. He was. He was kind of a fringe player. He didn't start every single match in the Premier League, but he did score goals. And he has scored five goals, I believe, or contributed to a five goals since he has joined Columbus just a, a month or maybe even under a month He's ago. He's on form. 
yeah, he's on form. Columbus did not have their primary playmaker. Also, Lucas Zellerayan, who uh, comes, who came to them. He's an MVP candidate, perennial MVP candidate for the three years he's been in MLS. He had some injury issues earlier this year, so he was missing for the, our trip to Columbus, and we still couldn't get the win out of it when they were missing their best player, which was unfortunate. But they now have him back. They have their new signing, and it's really going to be a much more uh, firepowery type of Columbus team that we're facing. Am I being dramatic by saying that this could potentially be one of the toughest home matches so far this season based on player availability, based on players for Columbus who are coming to the keep healthy, on form, and ready to play. Remember, New York Red Bulls, they were right. not in form when right. they came here. New England was not in form when they came here. I would say Montreal would be right up. Mon Montreal and this Columbus team are the two most talented 11s that we were going to face at home, I think, uh, if you look at the on-paper pregame. Yes, it's going it's to be tough. It's going to be tough. I'm, I'm, I'm going to check the odds on the match because I have a feeling that, that Charlotte FC is an underdog on Saturday night. And it, it's a game that when you think about it from the micro point of view, it's like you just you, you want Charlotte to be at home, continue uh, the success that they've had at home. I think if they're second in the MLS and wins at home. We're a different team at home, obviously, than we yes, are on the road. Yes, and I think that is, that is something to lean on this Saturday when you're feeling hopeful about a result. But... You pull back from that a little bit, and you realize that a loss in this scenario would mean three straight losses for Charlotte FC mm -hmm. in MLS play. So this team has to and, get a result. And it would almost, it would really we have there's just kind of an, we haven't won every single match at home, but there's just this aura of impenetrability at the keep. I feel like I feel like we defend the keep. You know, hashtag we defend the keep, and I I just feel overwhelming sense of confidence going into any match that we have at home. If we're to lose this one and, and potentially. Again, I'm not sitting out here with some mission to go come be negative about the club. I love this club. If, if there's things to be positive about this club, no one's going to be more positive than me, for sure. I think I've shown, we've both shown that through the course of this year. But we're just realistic. And a third loss in a row, uh, a sort of puncturing of our image of ourselves at home as being much tougher at home, it's going to lead to a major downswing in the momentum of this expansion campaign, for sure. I was wrong. I'm seeing Charlotte FC as a, as a favorite in this match, although still plus money. Yeah. Which means, yeah. There, is there really a favorite when all three options right. are plus money? Charlotte FC is plus 140. Uh, Columbus is 2-1 to one at plus 200. And a draw, of course, the biggest number at plus 230 because Charlotte doesn't draw. Right. Th those numbers feel like a big uh, nod to just home field advantage in MLS, which shout out to Caleb Adams, one of the best reporters out there covering the team. He's highly professional, highly accurate and doesn't mess around when he's reporting news about the squad. Love Caleb, and he put out some numbers this week just showing what the, the MLS home field advantage is, and it, it does tend to be a stronger advantage than most of the big European leagues. So I'm not surprised that we get a slight odds in our favor, although I would not call us the favorite in this match necessarily. There is no favorite, really. Yeah, as we sit here today and we, we, we head into a weekend of, of MLS play, what the table looks like is Columbus in the sixth spot. Columbus is in the playoff race right now with 30 points so far on the season with 21 games played. Charlotte FC right on their tails, four points back 22 games played. When it comes to those final couple spots in the Eastern Conference to make the playoffs listen, I don't want to oversell this match 
But this is as big as it gets right. for Charlotte FC at this point <laughs> yeah. in the season. Well, you know, as we go through this campaign, we, we pass a sort of series of escalating hurdles of biggest match in club history, and we're at another one. Yeah, this, is, yeah. this is now the biggest match in club history for us because it's so important to get off the schneid. People, I, you know, I talk to friends and they say, oh, it's, you know, the, the, the Toronto game is just a one-off. Something like that's going to happen in the season. Yeah, but it came right after the Miami game, which was supposed to be a one-off. You know, like, and take away Jordi Reyna's two awesome golazos in that match, and we got our asses kicked by Miami, who's not that good and is below us in the table, you know. So that's two in a row times that we've been just stomped by teams below us in the table. So now we're facing a team that's ahead of us on the table, and it's like, well, where do we go from there, you know? Well, this also puts the table into perspective. Uh, you go from Charlotte FC at 26 points, as I mentioned, and you go down to Atlanta United at 12th in the table, which, by the way, I, I've said this, and I'm going to continue to make this point, that just like Tottenham and Arsenal, you know, there's a secondary table within the table. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a secondary table within the Eastern Conference table, and it's Charlotte and Atlanta. If, no Char- if Charlotte finishes ahead of Atlanta, Atlanta in its first ever season, to me that's a huge accomplishment. So Atlanta's sitting down there in 12th place with 24 points. They're four points back, and they have a game in hand, right? Shh, the, not supposed to mention those. The difference there is that's a difference of five. If you move up five from Charlotte FC, you're at New York Red Bulls, who has 36 points, 10 points more mm-hmm. than than Charlotte FC. So this is mm-hmm. this this fight for for playoffs is between Orlando at 30 points in the fifth spot and Atlanta at 24 points in the 12th spot. And by the way, the way Toronto played and the additions that they've made right. at 22 points, I wouldn't I wouldn't con- take them out of the mix just yet. Between 7th and 13th, it's only a 5-point difference. New England just brought in a new striker. They they're getting reinforcements. Miami is looking better. Chicago Fire, not as recently, but they have some reinforcements that they brought in. Chris Mueller and Jairo Torres from Mexico. So it's not like we're gaining any ground on these teams by standing pat. We're just not. And we're fighting with the teams below us more than we're chasing the teams ahead of us. It just is what it is. So with all that perspective, I think there's one outlier of all those teams that you mentioned. I love an mentioned. outlier. I love it. One of my favorite Gladwell books. Hit me. Charlotte FC is the outlier. And the reason why is because every club that you mentioned, you talked about adding players Mm -hmm. and injection of talent, a reason why they're moving up the table. Mm -hmm. What what seems to me that it's happening is Charlotte FC is not adding any players and they're moving down the table. Is there any chance that this changes here in the next week, Danny Brams. Is, who's who's an incoming? Is there going to be an incoming? If I had to ask you now, does Charlotte FC have an incoming player? I, if I say, if you ask me, I say no. And I, I'm not a reporter on this team. I don't I don't professionally report on this team. There's definitely people out there that know more than me. Uh, I'm not I'm, asking for I'm you to report reading, this. I'm reading the situation. I'm looking at the fairly lame rumors that have been attached to us. Like, oh, we almost signed this guy, but we didn't. You know, and that was like a big story the other day. Like, uh, whoop-de-damn do that you know that's what all I have to say my read just from everything that Zoran says is that we are not going to be signing anyone before August 4th when the window closes and so I've just kind of accepted that I would love to be proven wrong I, I think the club and the people who work on the staff are starting to feel the pressure from the fan base I hope so and I think there was a cryptic tweet sent out yesterday right, yes, by yes. Charlotte FC <laughs> yeah. that talked about staying in the present yeah focused on the present and a bunch of picks from training that day was what they put out here, here, Here's what I'm going to react to that. 
Of course the players should be focused on the present. The players should never be worried about who's coming in, who might be going out. The players are not supposed to be concerned with that. The players are supposed to be focused on the present. Duh. But the general manager in the front office, they're the ones that, if they're just focused on the present, then their heads are in the sand. All right, so we're not signing anybody today, tomorrow, that's available on Saturday against Columbus. So we're heading into that match, and let's talk first about who is likely unavailable. Because I've got two guys on a short list who play the same position, which could cause an issue for Charlotte FC, and that's Kerwin Vargas and Camille Yuzviak. Yeah, uh, Yuzviak injured in the penalty, non-penalty. We didn't spend a lot of time going into that last episode because it was meaningless, ultimately, to the ultimate result. But it surely was a penalty, and we got hard done by by the refs, obviously. But that's pretty much all there is worth saying about it. And it is even added injury to insult because Camille is hurt now, and he's questionable for the match. Kerwin Vargas got a knock in training the other day, and it was actually feared that he might have a serious injury from something that happened in practice. But there is reports out this morning that it's not as bad as originally feared. He's officially designated questionable for this match. But I don't expect him to play. And I don't expect Camille to play. And I think that's good. I think Camille needs to sit on the bench and watch some actual MLS players play for a little while. Like, uh, Yusviak, I mean, there's nothing more to say. The other person, there's there's one more unavailability. There's one more unavailability. But what what are you going to say? There is more to say about Yusviak. And it's what Taylor Twelman said this week on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, what five hundred some minutes? We're pushing five hundred plus minutes. No goal contributions, and he he basically threw Zoran Cornetta's quote of uh, at the time of Camille signing back out there, which well, he's looks, played against Holland. Yeah, which has aged so poorly, aged it like has. like uh, already spoiled milk for sure. But yeah, for for Zoran to cockily say. You know, hey, we're signing a guy who had four goals in in uh, four goal contributions. I say, or five, excuse me, one goal, four assists for Derby in thirty plus matches, I believe. And they said, Zorn, what, are you concerned about that? And he said, he's played against Hollett. I think he can play against Salt Lake. Well, Salt Lake's in the playoffs. Uh, Salt Lake just brought in a guy named Jefferson Savarino from the Brazilian league a couple weeks ago, who's absolutely dominating, and certainly someone we could have gone to get. You know, we we have relations to Atletico Mineiro, where Savarino came from. That's where we got Alan Franco from. So I'm shocked that we were never in for Savarino. He did have a, a previous tie to Salt Lake, so there's that. But like to insult Salt Lake and then to bring in you know a guy who's just like I'm I'm almost ready to go with the label bum. You know, I'm almost ready to just call this guy a bum, <laughs> but. Uh, that sounds like Philadelphia sports talk radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But, like, the, you know, Zoran has some egg on his face. I I, I don't know. Again, I, There's I, still I, time. I personally think it's about purse strings and, and cheapness more than scouting ability. I will believe that. You can question that if you if you uh, want to. But, yeah, yeah. Camille, Camille's the biggest mistake the Charlotte SFC has made, for sure. Well, I... If we didn't sign Camilo, we'd probably have two open DP slots. Right yeah, now. yeah. Well, that's, that's true, too. And I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who will say, well, MAR was the biggest mistake or whatever, but I mean, give me a break. Uh, but, yeah, there is one more uh, unavailability that we're going to have to deal with, and who that's is it? the cap. Team Dad. Fuxi, the red card. you get a red card, yep. you got to sit out a game, unfortunately. Even, and I think even if we had appealed that, it probably would have been a, a, a degraded from a red down to a yellow, which would have been his second yellow in that match because he got one for argument earlier. So he would have been out. And, uh, you know, what, what can you say? Uh, we're going to be without the captain. It does kind of streamline. I think it's going to be real easy to pick our, our starting 11 here now, knowing 
that Fuchs is unavailable and that Camille is very uh, questionable, trending towards doubtful. So, so I that, know who's going to start personally. So in that back four, you've got Anton Walks and you have Guzman Carujo at the yep. center back position? Yeah, and then you have Mora on the left and you have Lin, uh, excuse me, Affle on the right. I wouldn't be shocked to see Lindsay start, but I highly expect Affle to start against his former club once again. It's the right thing to do in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. He did it on the road mm-hmm. and Latanzio gave him the nod there. I believe, I think Latanzio, I, I think Hoffman yeah. started that game on the road against Columbus. He did. And we'll see if, if this can ultimately, I, I think we're going to see a, a tactical formation that is 4-3-3. And I think that that could switch to a five at the back setup at some point during this match if Charlotte FC gets the first goal. Yeah. I, or if we're just getting killed by Zellerion and Hernandez, for right, sure. Right, exactly. And I do think that the pace that Jalen Lindsay has would be a little bit in this match against tough attacking players. If, if I'm having a conversation about Jalen Lindsay and Harrison Affel, I'm looking at Lindsay's speed and I'm thinking, is that preferable to to me at that position. So I'll disagree with you there. I say, I'll say maybe I would prefer Lindsay on this spot, but that's my head. My heart's telling me Affleck gets Right, let him, let him play at his new place against his former club, I think, works. And don't, don't count out Jalen's uh, just tackling ability. One of the things I love about Lindsay is that, yes, he uses his pace, but he's just a very skilled tackler, and he wins balls back. I, I, I love Jalen Lindsay. I really don't think we should be in. A lot of people think we should be in for a new right back. I personally don't think that. I think... We extended Jalen Lindsay's contract before the season for a reason, and that he's like 24 years old, if I'm not mistaken. So, like, why are we giving up on that project so soon just because he doesn't make a ton of offensive contribution? I think there's just, I think the sky's the limit for Jalen Lindsay's development, and I would just love to see him getting more minutes. I do think Affle is probably the right call this weekend, but we can agree to disagree and see how it plays out. Brody Bro anchors the, the midfield right. for Charlotte FC. And, and let's inject some optimism because, like, I, again, I got to reiterate, I'm not like waking up in the morning being, oh, I can't wait to trash Charlotte FC on microphone later today or something. You know, like, I love this club. I want this club to do well. So let's inject some optimism and say, Brant Bronico is going to be the most important player on the pitch for us against Columbus. And that's because of Zellerion. Zellerion is a talisman, he's a game changer, he's capable of doing amazing things with the ball at his feet. He's someone like Carlos Heel, like. Uh, Jordi Mihailovic from Montreal where just everyone just passes the ball to like whoever gets the ball is looking to pass it back to Lucas Z for the playmaking so what we have just like uh, you know it's like a when Loki told Thanos, we have a Hulk, we have a Bronico. We have a Bronico who can get in there. I don't know if Columbus, uh, specifically Zellerion's ready for Brandt to just kind of chew him up like a stick of gum and put him in his back pocket. I think it can happen, and I'm optimistic that it will. Who's flanking Brownie, bro? Who's paired with him? Is there a double pivot involved? Because we went away from the double pivot yeah. in the last match, and it wouldn't be the worst idea in the world to bring him back against Columbus. No, the double pivot was working for us, obviously, especially against Nashville. The... I think it'll probably end up being Ruiz and McNeil. That's kind of been the, 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 the two extra midfielders on top of Bronico that Latanzio has preferred to go with. He, su- he benched Ruiz last game against Toronto because it would just be too much lacking in size, I think, to play a Ruiz, Bronico, Juzviak midfield. So once he decided to put Camille in as the center attacking mid, kind of had to take Ruiz out. Because I believe of that trio, like McNeil's a, a just bigger, thicker, taller guy than Ruiz and just needed some size in that midfield to sort of combat with physical play. Didn't work out, and maybe the call would have just been to, to 
play the better technical player anyway and, and leave McNeil on the bench, that's certainly a val valid argument. But I think Sergio's back in, and I think Camille, excuse me, Quinn, fills in the spot that Camille tried to do against Toronto. You know, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I mentioned 4-3-3, but, but as we were having this midfield discussion and I'm thinking about the double pivot and the attacking sense that Columbus has, a 4-2-3-1 might actually work well dude in this match bring in bring it i don't expect this to happen but wow what a difference it could make bring in Derek jones to play alongside bronico instead of like having them as alternatives for each other let them play together and just destroy the midfield and then put ruiz in front of them to, to get uh take it possess, uh take advantage of counterattacks and changes of possession and filtered the ball over to our front. I love that look, personally. Only because we talked about Yuzviak, and, and I, I still consider him a winger, even though Latanzio, for some reason, thinks he's a number 10. Uh, he's, a, he's a winger in my book. It's just the position that he's played, and he's the position that he's always played, and why right. he was assigned to Charlotte FC to sort of, sort of change positions for him. A designated right. player, that seems a little outlandish to me. But in that situation, what you can do is you can have, you mentioned Ruiz in the center there, and you can flank him with Shin Yashiki, and... You can flank him on the other side with a Ben Bender. Right. And then you could put right. Carroll Carol up, up top. top. Yeah. Bender or Reyna. I would put Reyna, I would keep Reyna in the starting lineup over Bender personally on the left, and I, have, I would have Shinya on the right. Okay, that's That's fine. what I would do. And then you've got Gaines as the game-changing pacey sub to come in on the right once Shinyashiki's run himself out after yeah. 70 minutes or so. And you've got Ben Bender to come in. Ben Bender could come in for Reyna. Ruiz. Or Ruiz. Or Ruiz. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, the flexibility yeah, yeah. there. So, that's great. Yeah. Um, McNeil, though, is somebody who's not a part of this discussion. Right. I, I, the Quinn McNeil story is a great one. We're all happy about Quinn McNeil. I don't think that he's someone we want in our starting lineup as we're trying to make a playoff push right now, just based on his inexperience and the fact he's still developing. That's a, that's a fair take, and I think him being on the pitch and being needed on the pitch is a – and you, I think, said this – earlier in the week on our earlier show, which, by the way, you should listen to. Uh, if you haven't listened to the show, if you're listening to this and you haven't heard our, our show coming off the weekend, um, that loss over the weekend, that embarrassing loss against Toronto over the weekend, we had a fun show after that. It's mm -hmm. not like a miserable listen. Right. It was actually a healing healing process it, type it, of it show. Was, yeah. So, you know, this episode is, is only going to be about a half an hour. So if you, if you have more time and you haven't listened to that episode Great live music yet, on that episode also behind totally. us. Yeah. So just, you know, once this finishes, just... Keep it rolling, and the next one comes up, and, and uh, I think you're going to enjoy that as well. And uh, it's the Charlotte Soccer Show. I'm John Hayes. He's Danny Brams. Follow me on Twitter, at John Hayes on air. Follow Danny Brams on Twitter, at Danny Brams. What's your plan for, for Saturday? What's, you know, taking the potential thunderstorms out of the question. You know, it's like, I, 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 I don't think I'm going to be able to do the pilgrimage from Elizabeth to Uptown, because I'm coming from west to Charlotte. Got a little tea time action? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Earlier in the day? I have a, I have a 1 o'clock golf event that should wrap up around 5 o'clock, 5.30, and then I'm hightailing it over to the stadium from the west side of town. Yeah, well, I, the plan does not have necessarily a locked-in location for me yet, but it does have an MO, and the MO is balls to the wall. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I, I feel like there's a good possibility that I will drink more beers on Saturday than I have drunk at any point in the season. I, you know, you can... You can uh, you can judge me however you want for that on either side of it, but I, it, it's got to be balls to the wall. We got to take the party to the next next level because 
it's up to the supporters to elevate the squad to back to the high levels that we have peaked at this year and would like to return to. Well, can we agree that we'll call it it no matter what a 6:45 gathering in the Min Street end at the supporters bar? Can't wait. Like I'm going to circle that time. I'll lock it in. And, and likely, I I, I want to be there before that. Um, but I but at that I think that would be a good time to guarantee. Hey, we've got 20 minutes before kick because it's a 7:08 kick. And let's get together. Let's have a beer. Let's make our predictions. And that's something that we're going to do on the show. We're going to make predictions. We haven't done that in a while. Predictions on the show for a match. So we're, we're going to get into that at the end of the show as well. But one thing that I, I think it's important to address when it comes to Charlotte FC right now is that this is, again, taking a step back. And that's what I always prefer to do on the show. This is the start of a three-game homestand. Mm -hmm. This is a start of an epic week of soccer in the Queen City. Mm -hmm. Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. So, if you're going to go hard on Saturday night, <laughs> don't leave it all out there on the floor because you're coming back, man. That's true. That's true. I, 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 you know, these days, I, whenever I'm pacing myself, it's usually because of age, not because of uh, design at this point. So who, a lot of times my best laid plans to party my balls off get uh, short-circuited by my own inability to keep going. So I will, you know, take that under advisement, and I, I will always be remembered that I got to do it again on Wednesday <laughs> uh, as hard as I'm going on Saturday. And we'll see where we land for sure. Supporters Bar is lit. If you're coming from the west side, I'm thinking – I'll probably end up at the tailgate. I actually was able to hit the official tailgate for the first time a couple weeks ago. We, we always love to do the Elizabeth scene and the, and the hooligans. I actually did. I went from the tailgate. I did go to hooligans and then, then back down the oh, stadium. Because you, wow. you, got, you got to go to hooligans, yes. you know, for sure. So, But the tailgate's fun. It was everything that it was promised to be. And I always had been wanting to get down there for the season. I was glad I did. And I'm certain to do it again. And it could be this Saturday. Cool. I think um, that makes that makes sense for me at, at a drop-off location as well. If I can get dropped off around I, the tailgate around yeah. 5, 5.30, that'd be great. I, I might miss the march. I might catch the march. But I'd like to check it out as well. It's, it's a huge week. And my point of bringing that up in the three games is it's a huge week of soccer in the Queen City. Remember, Charlotte is a soccer city. I, I expect the next week in Charlotte to be one of the best sports week that the city has ever had. Because this has never happened before. And my question would be, knowing who the opponents are, it is this Saturday, we've got Columbus. Next weekend, DC Chicago. United. And, and DC, DC United, United in between, in yeah. Yep. What is the point total on the back end that satisfies you? It, I mean, it, it's got to be nine. I can't be satisfied with anything less than nine. And, and it's mostly because we did this experiment two games ago. When, because we looked at Toronto and Miami as beatable opponents, and we said, hey, we got a stretch of five beatable opponents with three games at home here. Let's capitalize. What, you know, how many points are we going to end up with? And we, we now are 40% of the way into that stretch, and we have zero points. Well, I, I, did, I, did <laughs> so. hear you, I did hear you with Will Pelagic predict that they would win five straight games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought we were going to get, you know, I thought we were going to get 13 or, or 15 points out of this easily, no problem. So, so it's now, time to hit the reset button. Exactly. We're, we're throwing that out. Yes. We're throwing that out. We're Now we're focused on home games, yeah. but it, it really comes down to nine points is the only thing acceptable to me. If we get seven, we're not dead. If we get six, we might be dead. Uh, if we get less than five, we're definitely dead. So let's see how it works out, but I need nine. Nine is a... Uh, is obviously the goal, but I will be satisfied with seven. 
If it's two wins and a draw, I say that's seven points added to the table, and that's a good number within a week span, right? It's like think about where Charlotte FC is right now with their point total. We talked to them. We talked about them being, I think, at twenty six points. Yep. And we're, we're we're more than halfway through the year. So oh, yeah. Seven yeah. is we're like sixty percent of the way through the year. Exactly. Point, yeah. So if you could add seven points in a span of seven days, eight days, mm-hmm. then that seven points is quite the haul in a short amount of time. And a nine-point haul in eight days, uh, that is a recipe for playoff success. I agree. Between seven and nine points will keep us sort of in the Orlando, Columbus, Cincinnati cohort of this current table. If we if we give up, if we draw up too many points, we're going to be down there with you know Toronto and, and Atlanta and Miami, and Toronto's on its way up. So, D.C. United... Down at the bottom of the table, they look. They had their biggest moment of the season was their three-nil opening day win against us, and they've just actually absolutely been crap since then. So, like that's like a must-win midweek. Like that's not even a question. We should be able to win that game with a rotated lineup and easily, in my personal opinion. So we'll see. But we got to start against Columbus. I, I'm not. I started. I'll admit, I started thinking about this Columbus match a little bit, even in the morning of match day of Toronto and, and got ahead of myself a little bit. So I'm not going to do that again. we got to beat Columbus. It's all about shutting down Hernandez and Zellerion, and we got to do it. And another thing that I think we should talk about when it comes to Columbus, and I purposely didn't tease this off the top of the show, and I waited to the end of the show to get into this, is because you only deserve it if you've made it this far. And the news is that there is a ticket up for grabs. <laughs> you know it, baby. We teased this a couple weeks ago. In fact, I threw it out there that we're going to do a ticket giveaway, and this is the this the now the time has come for the ticket giveaway. Well, I uh, I have two season tickets. I love to give tickets away to friends. I'm always bringing friends to matches. That's my goal. Eventually, I hope to bring a date, <laughs> but uh, I haven't pulled that one off quite yet. I haven't found that uh, soccer loving. Well, this could become a dating yeah, show pretty quickly. <laughs> that soccer loving last that would love to come to some matches with me <laughs> would be amazing. But until that day, I like to be creative with my, my tickets, give it away to a different friend every time. And this time, I'm going to give it away to a listener. I wanted to, We want to do a giveaway. I've got a free ticket in the supporter section for the Columbus match. And we'll post these details on our Twitter account, at ForTheCrownBaby. But basically, I don't like to do random giveaways, and I don't like to do trivia that can be you know, uh, Googled and, and get the answer you know, that you may not have known inherently. So what I'm going to do, to make it a little different, I want you to... I, I'll, I'm going to put a tweet out there from the show account, and I want people to respond to it with, give me your top five all-time U.S. men's national and U.S. women's national players. Just give me your top five list, men's and women's, combine it. Whoever has the list that I respect the most gets the ticket. And we'll, we'll put a deadline, let's say, uh, midnight tonight, Thursday night. Thursday night. Well, it might carry over. We'll see what happens. <laughs> well, like, I got to give the ticket to someone. They, I got to send it to them. They got to make plans to go if they weren't going already. So well, what if someone's listening to the show tomorrow morning? All right. Let's say let's say Friday Friday noon. Friday noon. Friday okay, noon. Let's say Friday 5 p.m. End of, end of business Friday. Yeah. Close of business. Close you of know? business on Friday. Yeah. So let's just keep them coming Perfect. in. And if somebody, you know, right. someone, if someone really just makes a statement yep. and you say, you know what, that's my list. Yeah. And then, then you can get. You, I have you, my you, list. So you, you want to try to match my list, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. But, yeah. like, but give us your own real list. Right. And then whoever's list I respect the most and maybe, you know, likes and retweets that other people put on it might be a factor in that. Right. 
you get my ticket. So the deadline is is that you, you the deadline isn't about like okay now you make a decision. You have to make a decision by Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern. But at any moment you could pick the winner. If you yeah if you come strong with the perfect list, I'll shut it down for sure. Exactly. So keep an eye out for that on our Twitter handle at for the crown baby. Uh, make sure you hit up at Danny Brams as well at John Hayes on air. And let's make a prediction Saturday night's match before we get out of here. Charlotte wins two one. Two to one. I, I I I like that prediction. I think that Charlotte, if they win, they win by one goal. I'm afraid Columbus can get two. So I'm going to say, at home, Charlotte FC does score goals, and I can see him putting up three against Columbus for a three to two win, a five goal Damn. game at the keep on a Saturday night. What a night to get the the homestand started off right. I would have zero complaints about that. Loved would love to see Carroll get on the score sheet. That's the goal. And at home, you know, he's he's feeling good about his last performance at home. It was a coronation mm-hmm. after right. that, that goal. God, can we go back to that, the Nashville game? The club put out a survey. I don't know if you got this email survey yet or not, but they put out a survey to season ticket holders. Like, what are you liking? What are you not liking? They actually asked, who's your favorite player? They said, what's your best memory? And I said, Shin Yashiki versus Nashville. I just, like, that was, there's other great memories, but that one just, like, was the over the top for me. Even though it was quote-unquote meaningless, but, you know. Extra goal, but it was it meant the most to me. When it's a party, man, yeah, you, you it, celebrate until the it very elevated end. the party so high that it just it stands out for me. So get ready for the party. It's another, it's another Saturday night in the Queen City at the Keep. It's going to be absolutely lit. Thirty thousand plus fans expect it. It's one of the best tickets in Charlotte. So make sure you're there and and, and give Danny Rams your list because he could get you in the building for free. So as always, we really appreciate you listening to the show. Give us your feedback. Leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review as well. It really helps disseminate the show get the word out there because we we love growing this thing and, and being there for charlotte fc supporters so until next time for the crown baby